0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show.
1: And I'm Brick Wesley. And <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and with us we have Non-Consensual Polygamy. Ooh. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, okay. Yep. 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 We it ta- okay. Here's the thing. It is there with us, but we didn't bring it and we're trying no, to make it leave.
1: It's uninvited and we're trying to make it leave.
0: Yeah, uh, we've got a great episode for you. Paige is really uh, putting the full fucking gas pedal on the Mo- Mormon multiverse that we have been building and cultivating here on Colt Podcast. Uh, but before we get into that, we've got some news. It's not really news. It's the same stuff you already yeah. know.
1: Moroni um, season two on Disney <laughs> Plus right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not real.
0: <laughs> oh my god. You can uh if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. If you wanna to listen to other shows with us on it, um I host a show called the Rooster Teeth Podcast. It's a very fun show with me and my two very good buddies. Uh, griff melton and andrew Roses, um and every week we talk a bunch of shit and it's really fun and i love it and um if you're a fan of rooster teeth uh this week when this episode comes out on this monday that you're listening to it uh we have jeff ramsey on it is a two-hour conversation with jeff ramsey where we talk about what it means to be an artist Um, And what motivates Jeff as an artist? Spoiler alert, it's hate. It's a lot of hate. And I think that is hilarious. I do Um, love
1: all his graphic design on Rooster Teeth merch, though. That's always the shit that I actually want. (laughs) Like whenever I go to Rooster Teeth stuff.
0: All of his stuff is so fucking incredible. So go ahead and check that out. If you want to learn more, you can go to uh, thertpodcast.com. And if you're interested in becoming a first member, please do that. Because it would help me out a lot. Alright, thank you. And Paige, why don't you tell them about your fantastic shows?
1: Hello. Um, I do not have a ton of shows from now till the end of the year because I cook and travel for the holidays. This is kind of my time off. But uh there will be a few that pop up here and there. I will go ahead and post them on Instagram. That's the best place to find show information and also to see what I cook this week. So uh you're welcome there's also a ton of reels up on uh instagram of like roast battle and comedy and all kinds of stuff so if you've been wanting to see it and haven't go check those out uh or you can watch them on tiktok at rampage wesley as well and as always you can listen to horror virgin and romance in the pod thank you i love you so much Bye.
0: hell yeah all right so i think without any further ado let's hop into the show
1: Hello. Hello. Lego. <laughs>
0: Fuck. That's not even, it doesn't even make sense unless you listen to the entire episode. I
1: want people to listen to the whole episode. I want them to listen <laughs> all the way through every tiny little drop. <laughs> and I hope you do, because
0: otherwise this is going to make no fucking sense to you. We'll see you in there.
1: Bye. Bye. Or hello. Hello. <laughs> Don't drink the- these are our opinions thank you for tuning into cult podcast i'm Paige wesley
0: and i'm armando torres
1: and with us we have e40 on sesame street
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so we're uh all right so here's what happened (laughs) this morning i woke up and i had the this bit lodged in my brain i think it was part of the dream that i had had Mm -hmm. the e40 uh, the famous bay area rapper legend uh, Legend. uh, of the bay area was a guest King of vallejo (laughs) was a guest on sesame street Mm -hmm. and i kept singing this line to myself of uh uh I'm eating them cookies like every day. And I just kept doing that over and over to my... I'm baking and baking and bake. I just keep doing... And the worst part is my E-40 sounds like fucking... Christopher
1: Walken. (laughs) Having a
0: seizure, 100%. Yeah, it's not good. But it's uh, a bit that I can't stop doing. And I, I... Before we started recording, I told Paige, I have a bit that is only for you. You are the (laughs) only person that is the target audience for this joke.
1: It's because we have not seen each other in two weeks because it has been a crazy couple of weeks. So I know we're going to have some catching up to do in the beginning of this episode. You uh, did a bunch of shit for charity.
0: Yeah, yeah. I went to a charity event that my company, Rooster Teeth... Uh, Does every year called extra life. Um, And I did a full 24 hour stream uh, where I stayed up for the entire 24 hours. Actually, if you do the math, I think I stayed up for, um, let me see, carry that 34 hours. Yeah. 34 hours. I stayed up for, um, and your body starts to do some weird stuff uh, after you do that. And so I had planned on recording an episode the following day, which was a Sunday, um, and then didn't, and then fell asleep, <laughs> and then <laughs> did not wake up. Uh, I got shot with paintballs, I ate spicy food, I got electrocuted a lot, um, and I threw up the first thing in the morning because we played the most disgusting game of beer pong you could ever possibly imagine.
1: Is it is it just like weird stuff in the cups and whatever cup you hit, you got to drink it regardless of what's in it? Uh it's a little
0: yes, but it's a little worse. All of the disgusting stuff in the cup gets added to a, a big cup and then at the end of the game Ugh. we all drink the cup
1: together. <laughs> no. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's the grossest thing ever and our cup had um our cup had mustard, fish sauce, soy sauce, Ugh. uh Ugh. almond milk, drip coffee, uh pepto-bismol and i think a little cream of mushroom soup
1: well at least the pepto-bismol in there to help <laughs> <laughs> to, to really oh, oh god it's, i can't uh, even even thinking of it as making me gag i could not have done that
0: it's a pretty terrible thing to do and it's even worse to do that was the first thing that i did in the morning it was oh. it was at like 10 30 a.m or something and we did that oh. um not fun but we raised a lot of money for charity it was very good uh the day before that um uh the short film i was in Raka, debuted uh or premiered rather at the rockport film festival and i want to thank everyone who came out because there were apparently some cult podcast fans who came out to watch this movie what's up uh and i'm excited to announce that we won first place at the Rockport Film Festival. Uh, so, and also apparently that the crowd was primarily filled with real estate agents who really loved, there was two real estate agent jokes in the in the film that they lost their fucking mind at, Paige. <laughs> jokes that no one else had laughed at every it was, time.
1: It was their E-40 on Sesame yes. Street. Yes. yes, hundred percent.
0: We were getting huge pops in the audience going, what the
1: fuck? Fuck
0: is so funny. And then we realized that it's because a bunch of them are real estate agents.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: Yeah. So that has been what I've been up to. I just got back from New York and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> um, and then I did a bunch of charity stuff and work stuff and the movie stuff and it's been really good. And now I'm home.
1: Hooray. Uh, I uh, turned 29 again. Uh <laughs>
0: interesting huh yeah Yeah,
1: i only look like 26
0: how long have you been 29
1: uh i've been 29 for seven years now (laughs) um yeah Uh, i was
0: giving you the setup for the fucking twilight
1: (laughs) oh fuck 180 years i matriculate a lot uh uh you know i had a a birthday and then a, a bunch of gigs and fashion stuff uh, and then my refrigerator died a week before Thanksgiving, and I had a couple days of absolute mania. Uh, but now it's it's allegedly fixed, question mark, and um, now I'm in full Thanksgiving prep mode. So that's the unsleeping energy that I'm bringing to this podcast today.
0: Yeah, uh, a little bit of um, backstory is that we were going to record, I believe, last weekend or sometime. No, it was sometime during this week. And I said, "Hey, are you good to record?" And you said, mm, "Not really." My refrigerator exploded. Was the words that you used.
1: <laughs> so. Uh, one of, we thought it was one of the belts on the back of the refrigerator like the compressor belts because at three in the morning we woke up to the sound of what sounded like a helicopter crashing in our kitchen <laughs> and we were like what the fuck is happening and at first we were like don't go outside maybe it's a zombie apocalypse because we thought it was happening outside of the house mm-hmm. and I was like. The sound was so loud. I was like, I got to go check it out. I got to see what's up. And the fridge was like vibrating. (laughs) And I was like, that's not good. That's not a thing this appliance typically does. And so we unplugged it. And then it took two days to get a guy to like come out. So we were like putting stuff in coolers and ice and madness. Uh, And the guy comes out and he's like, honestly, it looks okay to me. And we were like, what? What? Because the sound it made when it was plugged in was so cacophonously loud. Uh, and he's like, I don't know, let's try plugging it back in. And then it was fine. And I was uh, like, I'm going to murder this fucking refrigerator. Wait, um, so
0: what, what, what ended up happening? It was fine. It was cool. It was
1: chill. It was, it was fine. The, the repair guy thinks, like, it's not fine permanently. We probably maybe need a new fridge. But uh, the guy thinks that it was a buildup of ice. Uh. And that that caused the noise. So we're probably good through Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Maybe. Well, at least there's that. Fingers
1: crossed. Have, I, have put money away on retainer just in case.
0: I, uh, when I came back from New York, I turned on my computer and then it, uh, after like five minutes it crashed and, uh. Mm. And then it gave me this weird error that I had never seen before. And I went, okay, well, that's never happened before. I'm sure it was just a fluke. And so I restarted it, turned it back on. 20 minutes later, computer crashed uh, and did the same error. And then it did it three more times. And I went, okay, I should Google what this error is. Yeah. Um, And the internet told me, oh, well, it's one of two things. Either... Uh, your computer is just having a hard time locating like the the boot up stuff, and all you have to do is like get yourself because your computer is obviously new. You have to get yourself like another boot disk, put it in the computer, load that up, and then it'll be good to go. Um, but if your computer is not new, then this is the death of your computer, and you should uh, oh, no. th- the moment that you can load it up, you should move as much stuff onto an external hard drive as possible because you are going to be shopping for a new computer um and luckily i have i sort of fixed it a little bit but i it's uh, the same thing with the fridge where it's like okay so i'm just delaying the inevitable here so Um, wait,
1: which computer your work computer or your cult podcast computer
0: my personal computer which is um (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) what i would call my cult podcast computer the one that has all my editing files and uh all of my uh my music stuff on it um so i have i have done a good job and i have fixed it uh, a lot um but it is it is on the way out and i am it's a boy howdy is it a bummer when something expensive starts to die because one you're like well i loved it and two you're like i don't want to buy it please
1: god i don't want to spend money i don't want to buy more stuff please well, and also I'm remembering now that that computer predates COVID. We yeah. bought it like a year before COVID. So it's not like a brand new computer. <laughs> like it, it is, it's, you know, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this
0: computer, not only does it predate COVID, but it was a computer that was given to me uh, by somebody. This might be a different computer than the one you're thinking of. Uh, it's it is not a the different l- computer than the one I'm thinking of, yeah, then, but still predates. Yeah, it's not the laptop. It's a computer. It's a desktop oh. PC. Oh,
1: OK. OK, that's uh, then I'm thinking of a different one.
0: And okay. it, it it predates COVID by quite a few years. It was already yeah. garbage when it was given to me. And uh, I have not been kind to it. Apparently, <laughs> if you save every file as fart dookie, uh, fart fart-dokey, underscore uh, final version one, uh, it will then your destroy your going to
1: com- take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It'll destroy your shit.
1: Well, after a, uh, a hiatus time away, although I will say on my birthday, I don't know if y'all remember that. I share a birthday with Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I woke up to a text from Marie that just says, happy birthday to you and Chuck, <laughs> which was very fun. <laughs> Calling him
0: Chuck is so much because Chuck Manson sounds <laughs> professional. <laughs>
1: oh i lost it (laughs) i texted her back i was like way to fuck up my party by dying chuck
0: chuck manson sounds like a real estate agent from rockport you know what i mean he sounds like absolutely he sounds like a consummate professional
1: do you think anyone has accidentally named their kid charles manson without thinking about it since charles manson oh and they now just have to go by chuck
0: uh, other people named named Charles, Charles Manson. Manson. Well, they
1: always have those lists of like a guy that's like, I'm also named Matt Damon, like those kind of things. So there's got to be one.
0: Oh my God, there is a lot.
1: These three I'd American. My name, I'd be like, my name is now Mandrew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mandrew. Uh, my anything. name. My name is Mandrew Chuckson. Uh, these three American men all share the same name as infamous killer Charles Manson, which can often resu- result in uncomfortable silences and unreturned phone calls. Quote, I'm not a crazy cult leader. The people that I call, sometimes they don't return my calls. I just want to find a job.
1: <laughs> Wait, okay. When did this article come out? Cause it's even funnier to me if it's after Charles Manson died and the recruiter that they're calling is like a ghost just called me.
0: <laughs> it is uh it is from twenty seventeen.
1: Okay, so I he was still alive briefly. Um oh I'm sorry. That must suck for that guy, but he could be Mandrew. Like you could change your name you go by Chuck Chuck Manson
0: this is so funny one Charles Manson is 62 years old a married father who works as a paralegal outside Chicago quote with a name like Charles Manson people are not always anxious to help you uh He was just 15 in 1969 when, under the direction of Charles Manson, seven people were slaughtered, including actress Sharon Tate. Quote, the day after he was indicted, I delivered newspapers. I saw Charles Manson indicted for murder, and my only thought was, oh, my God, what did my dad do?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Oh, poor kid. (laughs) What did your dad do? Oh, my God. (laughs) I was delivering papers around Spawn Ranch when I was like, what did my dad do?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. What, another Charles Manson? Manson is a 56-year-old man who was a Marine. Quote, my drill instructor in boot camp, he took the name personally. He made me do 20 extra pull-ups, 20 extra push-ups, 20 extra sit-ups. He'd say, Charles Manson, you serial killer.
1: And I would be like, I didn't kill nobody. (laughs) Well, first of all, Charles Manson, not a serial killer. We've got to get this right. But secondly, yeah. wow. What an asshole. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Oh. This is incredible. This is an incredible thing. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> the three men linked up with Inside Edition and we made dinner reservations at a restaurant under their name. And when they get to the restaurant, they waited outside for a table until the owner called, quote, Charles Manson, party of three, party of three, Charles (laughs) Manson. Oh my God. This is incredible. This is uh, horrifically, uh, unfortunate for them, but very funny to read about for me.
1: Yeah. And, and here's a weird thing is I can almost guarantee that that kind of shit won't happen with this next episode because we're talking about Mormons again and they have crazy names and we're going to get through some of it. Um, I I told you this is what we were going to jump into next, and I'm sorry that it will be depressing. Oops. (laughs) It's just in time for the holiday season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in time to cheer you up. We're talking about the FLDS. Yeah,
0: this is, you know what? This is the exact podcast you should put on while you finish cooking dinner for your relatives. Invite them over. Put this episode on. Um, and tell your grandfather Charles Manson Sr. to take a fucking seat because we're diving into it baby (laughs) because
1: we're diving into it and as you're welcoming your family into your home maybe take a moment to be grateful that these people are not your family (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, because they are a lot of people's families because there's a whole whole lot of them Uh, let's get into some sources right off the bat like let's jump into it uh from salt lake magazine we have a complete timeline of the flds church for this first episode this is going to be very 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 useful because we kind of have to set up how this happens and there's a whole bunch of offshoots that contribute to it that we cannot cover in this initial series i'll go over a little bit more of why later uh it would just be like six to ten episodes long if we did so those will get their own episodes eventually um for the church's perspective on how some of this went down, we have the Church of Jesus Christ.org. Uh, We have the Keep Sweet documentary on Netflix. That's going to play in more next week and the following weeks. Um, and then we have a book by Sam Brower, which is Prophets Pray, My Seven-Year Investigation into Warren Jeffs and the Fundamentalist Church of Latter-day Saints. And we also, for this episode, very briefly have Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer. Uh, if you're not familiar with the book, amazing read. If you're not familiar with the Hulu series starring Andrew Garfield, amazing series, he totally got robbed of the Emmy, Golden Globe, etc. Um, yeah. It's really good. Highly recommend. Yes, you have I, a question, Armando? Uh,
0: I guess I am wondering if this this is a a like a biopic series kind of.
1: Yeah. So, a a, a little bit of information here and we'll talk about it a little bit more later in this episode. Under the Banner of Heaven is essentially a true crime novel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a nonfiction book about an actual crime that took place. The people that committed that crime, we will have an episode dedicated just to them because they are an offshoot, and it is at least two to three episodes long of just them. Um, So we'll touch on briefly who they are in this episode, but they'll get their own thing. Uh, But John Krakauer wrote the book. Uh, It's a fascinating book like cannot put it down. It's so good. And then they recently did a mini a fictionalized mini-series about the nonfiction book on I believe it was Hulu starring Andrew Garfield as the lead detective in the story. But it also has like Wyatt Russell and a bunch of and um uh what's her face from uh oh god her name escapes me. She was in like the where the crawdads sing and like a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's stupid good like could not stop watching it was really mad he did not win any awards for it it was super good well um,
0: my only thing is that because he is playing a detective and i know this wasn't necessarily the other characters thing but sure. i will imagine that this is what spider-man was up to like during the college in the years. intervening years absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: i think well it is set in like the the 70s and 80s but yeah
0: Multiverse like Spider-Man. So. This is multiverse. the multiverse res- into
1: the Spider Verse. Yeah, into the Mormon Verse. Super excited <laughs> about. And uh, we and also then- get
0: Pedro Pascal, but he's playing <sighs> a villain in this one too.
1: I hey, you know what? A lot of people I have had crushes on have played villains in the past two years. I'm here for every single one of them. <laughs> it is great every time. <laughs> Uh, And then finally, we do have an article from Deseret.com, which, of course, is kind of a Mormon-based news source um, about the death of Rulon Jeffs. We'll briefly get to it uh, in this episode or just touching on the information we have from that article. Um, But we won't really get to Rulon and his death until next episode. Uh, But there's a little piece we need from that article, so we got to cite it as a sort. So, are you ready? Yes brief recap about how we got here and who the players are and I want to make it clear the reason that we're recapping is because it is really important to understand who and what these groups are and why Uh, because I, I think a lot of people have asked why we hadn't done these episodes yet for a long time and I really wanted to wait until we had set up Joseph Smith, Brigham Young and a lot of other Mormon offshoots before we got here because I think it's Important for us to understand really how this happened, right? Uh, This is the wild, crazy Mormonism that the media knows about, but it doesn't really make sense without understanding what came before it and how it's different from current mainstream LDS as well as other offshoots. And there will be offshoots. I've already mentioned it a couple times. Um, And we'll touch on them, but we can't cover them in this series. It would be like 10 plus episodes if we did. Uh, so this is the big obvious one. So we can lay groundwork again for the smaller ones. Cause again, it's a case of like, it's tough to understand the LeBarons or the Lafferty's. If you don't understand the real basic version of it to then understand the more extreme versions. So again, to recap, Joseph Smith, con artist, massive master improv comic author turned cult leader, introduced the doctrine of plural marriage loved plates um and again he introduced the doctrine of plural marriage in the last two years of his life before he got shot yelled that he'd been shot fell out of a window and then got shot some more if you recall (laughs)
0: truly um, truly the most incredible death anyone has ever had I think
1: wild deaths why the only the only one that I think is slightly better is that other offshoot we cover and I don't remember his name who got shot and then like walked home and lived for another three weeks and <laughs> then died um, yeah uh, so we have Joe Smith uh, as as a, a distant player in this I uh, hold on I'm sorry I
0: my brain just did a thing right now where uh, the like the fifty-year-old hack comedian that lives inside of my mind of heard course. heard that Burning. and yeah <laughs> and. And just went, uh, man, they don't build them like they used to. Uh, And I realized that it's not necessarily, because we covered this, it's not necessarily that Joseph Smith was an incredibly strong, resilient man.
1: It's that guns were really bad. It's
0: that guns really (laughs) suck.
1: So it is still true.
0: They don't build them like they used to because guns (laughs) have gotten very good. Guns have
1: gotten way more lethal. Yeah. Yeah. and it's.
0: Especially if you're somebody like Joe DiMaggio getting access to all of the top tier weapons.
1: I haven't let it go, Paige. (laughs) I told someone about it the other day and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I was standing outside of the Im- improv uh, with with Doug Fager and Ryan Nesson being like, see, the thing about Kennedy is, and they're like, <laughs> what are you into? I w- I have been your friend for years, and now I'm questioning why. <laughs> like, what is happening? The curse of the uh, Joe
0: DiMaggio theory is that once you hear about it, it's all you want to talk about, because yes. that's what happened to me. I haven't... I've talked about this on, like, four other podcasts since we recorded and released ours. I keep bringing it up with different different people i won't shut the fuck up about how giuseppe Paolo dimaggio may have murdered uh john f kennedy senior
1: maybe 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 anyway back to this so uh an important thing to remember too because plural marriage is going to be a huge thing over the next few episodes the introduction of plural marriage uh when joseph smith introduced it as a doctrine was for two reasons First and foremost, he needed to direct attention away from the fact that he couldn't keep it in his pants and was known to maintain relationships with many of his congregants and potentially their daughters. Uh, but it also served to empower members of the church that he liked and cuck ones that he didn't. Uh, and and again, i i use that language for a reason if you remember from those episodes sometimes he was like handing wives from one person to another person Mm -hmm. uh or marrying other people's wives because he was the the prophet and he wanted to uh and if you'll recall he married like 43 people in 18 months um he really went for broke those last two years
0: yeah jesus christ
1: and if you listen to our Brigham Young episodes as well, you'll remember that Brigham Young was there in those later times and he kind of towards the end sees Joseph Smith for the con man that he was except for the multiple wives part. He was still very much into that. Uh, so he, as he gathered more and more people uh, read wives uh, and <laughs> they moved down to Salt Lake city. Cause this is the great migration. Uh, he then continues that doctrine of plural marriage, but also important to remember Super racist, like so racist, super racist. Um, and as we talk about the FLDS, it's important to remember that they are hardcore believers of old school Joseph Smith Brigham Young Mormonism, including the racism a little bit. Um, they kind of separate from the church before the church changes their doctrines on the inclusion of people of color. We're going to cover it in just a bit. Again, I'm telling you this just so that you understand um, because this is largely in reference to the men who are engineering and controlling this group. There are a whole lot of victims. In this group, Uh, there are people who are not just married in as adults, right? There's a whole bunch of people who are born into this very, very secluded group. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are people who are married in. Uh, Those people are victims and they are often forced into beliefs by brainwashing or just forced against their will to do things they don't want to do. There's a whole lot of that in this group. And it is very important to distinguish between who is who And who is really holding the control and forcing these people both into this belief system, but also physically forcing them into relationships and scenarios that are harmful to them against their will. Um, So.
0: Also, just want to say that, like, uh, and remind you that when we say uh, there's a whole lot of victims, there was a lot. Because when Paige says uh, that they were racist, they were so racist, they did a
1: genocide they yes. fuck it like Brigham Young did it full genocide yeah full
0: fucking genocide but even the American government was like whoa buddy you're uh slow your roll because you're making us look bad yeah um, and
1: and that brings me exactly to my next point so again these are old school Mormons Joseph Smith Brigham Young Mormons Uh, When Brigham Young moved the Mormons in the Great Migration, it was to get away from state laws that were actively trying to exterminate the Mormons. That's how a lot of these people end up locationally where they are. Uh, And again, were they doing terrible shit like genocides? Yes. (laughs) Um, But Missouri and a few other states saying it was on site for Mormons, also not cool. Like, it's not great, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you can't just kill people. And this will come up way more when we eventually do our series on the Lafferty's, which is the Under the Banner of Heaven offshoot. Uh, because they kind of reformed the Danites, which is the milit- the militant arm of the Mormons, if you remember from those wars. I do. Um, I do
0: because I couldn't stop laughing at Danites. It's such a goofy Danites. fucking name.
1: Yep. um, But... All of that to say, that's how they locationally get to where they are. That's how they come to kind of fiercely defend plural marriage because it's one of the things that those states were targeting them for in addition to genocides. Uh, uh, But that brings us to the point where we start our next story because the government really goes after one specific Mormon belief to try and target them and break up the Mormon church. And that's what's going to cause the rift of the FLDS as we know it today. And that is plural marriage, AKA polygamy. Now, a note on polygamy as it relates to these episodes I am not here to litigate the legitimacy of polyamorous relationships between multiple consenting adults with clear communication and an understanding of relationship dynamics. That is not this. Uh, And even in the Keep Sweet documentary, which we do use as a source, they do take a moment to say that polygamy is technically illegal, but is almost never prosecuted as long as they're consenting adults. Because I don't really care what you do in your bedroom if you are consenting adults. That's the clear delineation here. People who are of age and can make informed decisions to enter into those relationships versus people who do not have a clear understanding of what those relationships mean and cannot consent because they are underage. The real problem with the FLDS is that these relationships are rarely consenting and often they are not adults. That's what's going to be a big issue, particularly starting in the next episode. So, how did we get here?
0: We also do want to take a second to say that Colt Podcast uh, officially does take one certain stance against healthy, safe, polyamorous couples, um, which is that... Uh, when i when 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 we go to the bar together and we're three drinks in don't try to talk to me about it okay i love it for you i think it's awesome i think you're doing a great job buddy you're doing all your stuff i don't want to hear about it okay it's the <laughs> same with like veganism vegetarianism uh anyone into ram das holy shit um,
1: <laughs> that's you bro i that's know you <laughs> and i st- and
0: i don't even do it anymore because i realize because i i because i said like hey can i tell you about being here now and they said yeah but can i tell you about how i fuck a whole bunch and i went oh, i don't like this um anyone with a fucking tonal anyone doing like a a a, a crazy diet you live look Vaya con Dios, go with God, do it, as long as everyone involved is a consenting adult. But I swear to fucking God, if you try to talk to me about it, I will pretend to get a phone call and walk away.
1: This is me with Kennedy.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll put Kennedy on that list too. Or
1: just just cults in general, because people are like, have you heard of Twin Flames? I was like, bitch, I done known about Twin Flames.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, Look, I I get it. And I'm saying that I have the same problem with certain things, too. Because, goddammit, that third shot of tequila of Casamigos Blanco goes down my throat. I slam that shot glass on the table, and I go... So there was this, like, nature center in Oregon, right? And these... (laughs)
1: They it sent was all, them so many dicks. It was Have you heard of Sovereign family. Citizens? <laughs> this is how it works?
0: But we call them Slobbering Citizens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, two more, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So oh. I get it. I get it. I yeah. am in the same camp.
1: I want to make the distinction of... I don't care that they're poly. Yeah. I care that they're children. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's what I care about. Jokes aside, I
0: think we're doing a pretty good job here of, like, again, the delineation being that, like, polyamory is fine. As long as everyone's consenting, as long as everyone's aware, as long as everyone is uh, doing it above board, it's fine. This is not polyamory. All right. Right. right.
1: This is forced child marriages. And yeah. that's where I got a problem. Yeah. Uh, so how did we get here? In 1862, polygamy is outlawed in the United States with the moral anti and that's M O R R I L not yeah, more it's a guy's last name. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Sam Moral as opposed to like morality moral. Um, that's a
0: fun little like it's a coincidence. Fun egg.
1: Huh. Yeah. Uh, the moral anti bigamy law. Now, this law is directly aimed at breaking up large Mormon communities and breaking up those large families that make up those communities. And it is absolutely the U.S. siding with the states that had the large Mormon populations and were trying to get rid of them. It is biased against them. Like, there is no way around it. It is the U.S. declaring open season on Mormons. That's what's up. That doesn't mean Mormons weren't doing bad things, but it does mean that the government was maybe overstepping a bit. (laughs) Do
0: you think that there was like a dude in Nebraska or something, Mm. not even a little bit related to the Mormons at all, who just had like seven wives who heard this and went,
1: this fucking bullshit. Motherf- I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the Mormons were not the only people. Listen
0: here, it. buddy, my seven wives and I have an agreement and we're all consenting. Ad- like he's the most progressive man <laughs> in the world for this time. And he's just like, motherfucker, this, uh, everything always coming after Jebediah. God damn
1: it. <laughs> well, and the other thing to remember too, is that, Like I said, this is directed at the Mormons. This is to break up Mormon communities. They aren't even really looking for other people doing polygamy they're not even prosecuting polygamy they are just creating a law so that they have a reason to expel or penalize mormons because mormons are causing other problems and this is the one thing they can put on the books to legislate
0: a hundred percent it's like the shit in arizona where they widen the laws for why border patrol can stop people where like technically technically it's not, it, the law doesn't say we can pull you over for being Brown, but that right. is what they're doing. Like, because they right. have those expanded rights to stop people doesn't mean they're using them or looking for other people. It was just right. an excuse to pros- not prosecute, but unfairly uh, basically harass uh, people of color in the state of right. Arizona. So yeah, a hundred percent. I get it that like, they're probably not looking for Jebediah in Nebraska with the seven beautiful wives. Um, and it's one husband, but we don't talk about hey, that.
1: They well, they definitely would have prosecuted that one. whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> time
0: <laughs> <laughs> that one, the, that one, they may have actively been looking for. Actually,
1: well, I think of this similar to things like some of the anti drag laws that are happening right now, where it's like it. No one had a problem with it when it's like located on its own, not touching libraries or whatever. Yeah. But they're gonna use it to just penalize the lgbtqia community for whatever they want despite never having been to a drag show despite the laws not actually being about drag they're going to use it to morally regulate a group of people Uh, so that's a hundred percent what is happening here yeah and
0: and i i this might be a little controversial but i think uh that we actually should uh persecute more with using that like the anti-drag thing um i think like men politicians like Donald Trump wearing makeup on a stage. That's drag, baby. (laughs) Fucking get a book of Ron DeSantis wearing heels.
1: We're all born naked and the rest is drag. So like, yeah,
0: no, of course I need to come clear and say that it's fucking stupid. But I do love that. Like, you know, Trump clearly wearing makeup. Ron DeSantis clearly wearing like eight inch heels or whatever the fuck he's doing.
1: If he wasn't an asshole, I would support it. uh, Look.
0: (laughs) honestly i don't even give a shit like if you're short and you want the little hype go for it it's the fact that you're being a dick about it Yes, what's pissing
1: me off it's it's all the rest of it like the heels are the one part where i'm like support and then everything else i'm like burn it (laughs) burn Mm -hmm. it down (laughs) anyway so that's that's what we're dealing with that's what the mormons are experiencing now They don't take that lying down. They take it to the Supreme Court. So in 1879, there is a case, Reynolds versus the United States, uh, where they are arguing for the legitimacy of polygamy because the states are actually trying to prosecute to break up the Mormons. And in this case, they're trying to argue that it is undue hardship, essentially. Uh, And they lose. They lose that case because, again, the country is like, Get out. <laughs> like, Please leave. Um, now, one of the things that does come about in that case, though, is that the ruling indicated that their belief in polygamy was legal. No one could stop them from believing it. But the practice of polygamy is illegal. So it's basically like, look, you could believe whatever you want, but the laws state you can't do it that's where they're at in ni- in 1879
0: okay so the difference being that they can just say that they wish they could but essentially
1: they... yeah okay well that's i guess i uh, well i guess it's it still isn't. yeah it's it's weird yeah here's a,
0: here's a hypothetical and if you're sure. a lawyer out there or i don't know maybe Paige has the answer here's my mm. question murder is illegal sure is yes. it is it legal to go man i wish i could murder i never will I never will. Well,
1: it it depends. OK, because like if you keep it to yourself, yes, totally legal. Mm-hmm. If you tell someone else, then it could be considered a threat if they believe that statement that you would like to murder someone is credible.
0: Interesting.
1: But that's very difficult to prove because someone could like, well, I'd never do it. I would, you know, yeah, whatever. I, would, I,
0: I would never do that. I was OK. What about OK? Maybe murder was too much. What if I said, man, I wish I could rob a bank. That's mm-hmm. it. And that's all. I It's not like I'm not doing it. I'm not making plans of it. But what if I went about my day and every time I told somebody like, man, I know it's illegal and and I'd never do it. But man, I wish I could rob a bank right now. Totally legal. Interesting. Okay. Same yeah. thing. Until
1: you start like planning it. Yeah. Huh. And collecting people to <laughs> do the job. So I, <laughs> I love
0: that. That translating that into the polyamory thing where like, yeah, it's illegal to do polyamory, but you can talk about it. But the moment you start putting a guest list, the moment you try cakes, then it's a fucking problem. <laughs> the
1: moment you see someone across a bar and are like, I like your vibe. Uh no. So okay, here's this is a, a really interesting point in history because some states at the time, many of them in fact, have anti-sodomy and anti-adultery laws and remember sodomy refers to specific acts not necessarily homosexuality so there is a potential that you could carry on a polyamorous relationship and technically still be within the laws depending on what state you're in this is referring to, like, the legal action of marrying multiple people and, in some cases, changing your name to file paperwork and things like that. So, so just, that's why it's Just it's the bureaucracy. shitty part. It's the shitty yes.
0: part of the marriage that's illegal.
1: Yes. Well, and it's them, but this is also if, like, things like common law marriage factor in. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you're not legally married because you either got married under a, a name that's not yours or you never filed paperwork or whatever, uh, but you've all been living in the same house for 10 years or something. You, we're going to try and argue that you are married under the eyes of the law, depending on which state you're in or whatever, but it is literally them using bureaucracy to try and force Mormons out of states or break up Mormon communities. That's what's going on.
0: I have one final question, and I promise sure. I will stop inter- uh, like impeding on the story. Um, common law marriage... So that is what I thought it was, where it isn't necessarily your decision. It just is a thing that happens to you under certain circumstances,
1: right? So that has been my understanding. However, uh, we have had some family stuff that maybe indicates that that's not the case or hmm. that certain laws of change or certain states have different requirements, right? Uh, I And I also think it, it depends on like what you're using common law marriage for and and again i am not the expert so somebody who is pop off in the facebook group or whatever uh just for like i'm not gonna go too much into it uh jake's stepfather passed away uh just a couple months ago and he and jake's mom were not legally married like never filled out forms but had lived together since jake was a teenager And we were under the impression, Jake and I, that they were common law married and that we were bound by those laws. However, uh, when Jake's stepfather passed away, they contacted next of kin and like Jake's mom was there. They contacted his family and his family then became responsible for his funeral and like taking care of the body and stuff because technically there was no paperwork in place. So jake's mom was not necessarily next of kid it, it was a very weird situation it's complicated yeah but like yeah so it's i don't know but at, at the time they don't care they are just using this to like get out of missouri
0: <laughs> sure yeah i just the yeah. only thing that i meant about the common law stuff is because like i said i was under the impression the joke being that like you get none of the benefits but all of the bad shit and it's something yeah. that is sort of thrown on you almost like you've you've been living peacefully in a house for long enough and then a guy in a suit drives by your house leans out the window and goes you're married now bitch and then <laughs> drives away and now you're cursed with the bad parts
1: well and I kind of was under a little bit of that that belief as well because I thought it was like well we're going to be responsible for the funeral and, and everything and then we weren't um, hmm. but also like Look, if you're, I understand some people don't believe in marriage. That's fine. You do you, via, via condios. But there are benefits to legally being married, at least in the United States. I don't know about other countries, but like our tax write-off is better. We have more health insurance options. Like that's why people who are not heterosexual want the right to marry like there is a bias towards being legally married in the United States that is an active thing like you know it applies when one of us goes to the hospital like when we bought our house there is a provision in the purchasing of our home that says because we are legally married when one of us dies the other one automatically inherits the house and there's no questions about it It just goes it doesn't even have to be in the will so like there are elements to the, there are benefits to actually having the paperwork. So I don't know how common law figures into that, but Interesting. yeah.
0: All right. Thank you for answering my question. And I'm sorry for detracting. No, for so no, long. it's
1: all good. Like, uh, so obviously this is not the ruling that the, the church was hoping for. Uh, so the president of the LDS church at the time, now remember this is after the shift. Some people have broken off. Uh, This is kind of the group that was under Brigham Young that has then continued to have presidents over time. Uh, So LDS church president at the time, John Taylor, said, quote, no legislative enactment nor judicial rulings will stop the saints from obeying God's command to practice plural marriage, which is basically like fucking come for us. We're going to keep doing it. And nothing changes, especially because a lot of them have moved away from states that cared into places where they are not nearby large metropolitan centers at the time. So they absolutely keep practicing polygamy. Nobody stops. But if there's one thing the government hates, it's when people don't do what they say. So less than 10 years later, in 1887... The U.S. introduces the Edmonds Trucker Act. I'm sorry. Edmonds Tucker Act. Okay. If anyone's going to have multiple wives, it's truckers. One in each state. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Edmonds Tucker Act, uh, which established fines and prison time for polygamy. So now it's not just, hey, stop doing that. Now it's, we will incarcerate you for it. But they also snuck in a little provision into the act that dissolved the LDS church's business corporations and demanded the forfeiture of all church assets over $50,000, basically citing that a church should not need more than $50,000 to run at the time because the Mormons had a history of cons bank pyramid schemes and counterfeiting. I don't know if you remember Mm -hmm. Brigham Young counterfeited a bunch of money. Uh, So this is deliberate. This is trying to not only incarcerate people who are publicly and prominently polygamous, but also to rob the church of its funding to try and break them up again. Now, John Taylor, that guy was like, fuck around and find out was still church president at the time and he refused to forfeit the assets. However, it seems like he was probably pretty alone in that uh, because only three years later, there was a new LDS president. Uh, His name was Wilfred Woodruff, (laughs) and conveniently, he received a new prophecy that they would agree and comply with the government and would discontinue both the belief and practice of polygamy effective immediately And I believe this is to avoid the forfeiture. I think this is them being like, we'll play nice. We won't be polygamous. There are records of polygamous marriages taking place up through 1904, but I think that's more of a a case of like, it took a while for information to get out, right? Um, But so this is mainstream LDS saying, we're no longer going to be polygamous. Here's where shit goes wrong. From 1904 to 1929 joseph f smith becomes president of the lds church now he is og joey smith's nephew Mm -hmm. and he was the last president to know him personally and the f is for phenomenal yeah Uh, baby yeah Yeah. Yeah. fuck Uh, yeah you know what i was gonna ask i saw your face and i was like that's right uh now joseph phenomenal smith doubles (laughs) down on Wilfred Woodruff's ban on plural marriage in what is called the Second Manifesto. So he basically is like, the last president says it, I'm going to uphold it, we're not doing it anymore, we're going straight. And in 1935, a man named Eldon Kingston, who was a member of the Council of Friends, who was one of the leading councils in in LDS at the time, he breaks off from the mainstream LDS church uh, and he... Basically, over polygamy, where he's like, I don't believe that we should abandon polygamy because here's the thing they don't dissolve any of the polygamous marriages, they just stop doing new ones. So, there are still people living polygamously, they're just not getting new wives. So, Eldon Kingston is basically like, I don't believe in this. I think we should have kept doing plural marriage. Mm-hmm. And he calls his new group the Davis County Cooperative Society later known as the Kingston group or the Latter-day Church of Christ. They are one of many offshoots and they are their own offshoot and they'll probably get their own episode because they did a lot of crimes later on. Um, But there are some reports currently that this particular group has a current gene pool that is so small that marriages within the group often meet the legal definition of incest because as we will,
0: yes. Oh, sorry. I was making will, a face that yes, was a, like a
1: huge face. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh no.
1: Well, he, let me explain to you. Right. So as we will find out, cause similar issues happen within the FLDS that we're going to talk about with Warren Jeffs, these families are so large that, even though you have a large community, many of them have shared ancestors. So, like, one guy marries six women, they each have 10 kids, that's 60 people. But that's 60 people who are all technically related parentally. So even if you have another family that has 60 kids, okay, great. You can kind of start to match them up. But what happens with the next generation? Well, now they're still blended. They're only one layer removed. So like the longer you live in a closed polygamous society like that, it becomes almost unavoidable to meet the legal definition of incest. Now, the legal definition of incest is first cousins or lower. But like when well, you could potentially have like siblings that are old enough to be your parents. And if that person marries somebody else and has a kid, you still you're that's your first cousin. So like it's yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's 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 pretty fucking upsetting. And like, I'm not uh, by no means am I trying to draw a, a direct comparison here, but it reminds me of uh, my hometown. Uh, because I grew up in Los Angeles, but I'm from a town called Indio, California, which is where mm-hmm. they do Coachella every year. That's like the big thing everyone knows. Uh, it's a very small town with a huge Mexican population, uh, most of which is in some way. Sort of related to me uh, mm-hmm. to the point where I have found out that pretty much any notable person who comes out of there, apparently, whether or not this is true or not, uh, is related to me to, to the point where like a small town over there's a little place called Cathedral City, very famous. Um, and there was an actor that came out of there that I have recently learned is apparently related to me um one uh uh uh, jenna ortega
1: (laughs) oh shit oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry bro
0: yeah it's one of those things where it's just like you see you know it's (laughs) i can't go there i'm not gonna go there because my worst fear is that i'm gonna meet the love of my life somebody who i'm like wow we are one in the same and then my grandma's gonna be like that's your cousin that's your real That is your actual yeah, well. That is your blood cousin um, And it's okay
1: No, no um, Now A few years later In 1942 In Short Creek Which is a portion of Arizona uh, It's a portion of Arizona That's actually fairly close To the Utah border uh, This group will eventually settle in Like literally on either side of the border We'll get to it when we talk about Ruling Jeffs a little bit later But uh, They call themselves The United Effort Plan The UEP and they are formed tangentially to the Kingstons, where they're kind of formed along the same principles, but two different groups. Uh, they're another offshoot of fundamentalist Mormons living communally. And they get raided by the feds within 10 years of their founding. <laughs> because the feds are like, whoa, first cousins being married. Like, it's a lot. And even when we listen to the Keep Sweet documentary, there is one girl in the documentary who do does get married to her first cousin we'll cover how that happens in kind of the next couple episodes uh, or how that could happen within the group. Um, But yes. Uh, So one of the key figures through those two groups is a man named Joseph W. Musser, and he was excommunicated during Joseph phenomenal Smith's term in 1921 uh, for performing secret plural marriages but he would become instrumental in founding and running the community in Short Creek and he does so until his death in 1954 this splits the fundamentalists again one portion becoming the FLDS as we're going to kind of talk about under mainly Leroy Johnson uh the other half led by a man named Rulin Allred yes there are two Rulins in this story and I've never heard that name anywhere else uh but all Allred becomes the Apostolic United Brethren or the AUB, also referred to as the Allred Group. Now, brief aside. So we've got those two main big groups. The Kingstons are off doing their own thing. They're still kind of small. Uh, but the FLDS and the AUB, the AUB splits again. Now... Part of that split is because one of the main families splits off. Now, when you think about a family, you're like, well, how many people is that really? That's like 70 people because it's like a huge polygamous family. That family is the LeBarons, and they break off to form the Church of the Firstborn, and they will absolutely get their own episode. These are the Mormons that end up in Mexico that made the news a few years ago for a number of murders, uh, but they are also Todd Schlosser's family, so we'll have him on (laughs) for the LeBaron episode when we get to it. Wow. Um, But they'll have their own episodes for sure.
0: My God, um, that is yeah,
1: incredible. Yeah. Elred LeBaron is fucking wild. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's another schism happening during this time, including Dan and Ron Lafferty. This is the story that is covered in Under the Banner of Heaven. Again. They'll get their own series. But I did watch Under the Banner of Heaven with Todd, which was wild because Todd was like, oh, yeah, they're the Lafferty's. Of course, it's a big deal. And I was like, is it? And he was like, yes. And I was like, all right.
0: Um, <laughs> it's like watching wrestling with somebody who's really into it. And you have no fucking idea what's yes, happening. You have no idea. Especially because uh, it seems like every two sentences, you're like, by God, that's the Lafferty's intro music. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> all them Lafferty boys got into it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but the one we're focused on is the FLDS under Leroy Johnson. He led the short Creek fundamentalists often called the fundamentalists or the Creek somewhat uneventfully up until his death in 1986. We'll talk about this a little bit more in the next episode. They do practice polygamy and live community, but hadn't ruffled many feathers locally. That doesn't mean they weren't doing bad things. It just means the police maybe didn't know about it. Um, now, Following his death, his successor and the real focus of this series takes over the group, a man named Rulin Jeffs. Rulin, and I'm not making this up, Timpson Jeffs. Rulin Timpson Jeffs. Huh. Uh-huh. I thought you might like that one. You'd be like, Simpson? No. Timothy? No. no. Timpson.
0: Rulin Timpson Jeffs.
1: Timpson. I
0: like weird names and i wish more people had nonsense fucking names like these people did
1: oh you're gonna fucking love the rest of the series then
0: (laughs) perfect loving it
1: i'm pretty sure this is you know how now people make fun of people who are naming naming their kids like braylon kaylee with like the Mm l-e-i-g-h whatever i think this is where it starts i think a lot of those people might just be mormon uh i don't know (laughs) But like I come across so many crazy like LDS names that I'm just like what like like so mainstream LDS you'll meet people like Jenny and you're like all right that's normal and then like you go outside of it and you're just like Baranathan and you're like what <laughs> like why did you do this. <laughs>
0: I don't... I feel like when you have so many children, you just gotta... You
1: gotta differentiate.
0: You gotta just keep making up syllables pushed together that sort of auto-generate a name.
1: You run out of Jenny's and and Andrew's and Mandrew's, like, Mm -hmm. a couple, like, layers of kids in, so... One of
0: my biggest complaints about the Mormons so far, other than, you know, the genocide and all of the terrible, terrible stuff they're (laughs) doing to children... Um, other than any of that is uh, the fact that both in their personal names and the names of all of their groups, they fucking suck, dude. All of these—they're not names, good at
1: branding. No, they're not good they're at s- branding. So
0: bad. Name it the first fucking church. Name it literally. Name it the first church of getting to fuck a lot. That's it. That's all you need. You
1: would have everyone on board. I think that'd be problematic too because then more people would join and more people would be forced into fucking a lot when they did not intend to.
0: It would be bad. It would be really bad, but it would get the point across.
1: Yeah, you need a real strong name like Charles Manson. (laughs) Like, you need. One that's so good, people continue to have it afterwards. Um, It's
0: got built-in branding, baby. You can't ask for something better than that. Do you think Twitter's up for grabs? Do you think no one's using it anymore and we can grab it? Oh, that'd be really funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta research What's your podcast about cults called, Twitter? Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really surprising.
0: No one was using it,
1: I guess. Rulon Timpson Jeffs was born December 6th. 1909 into a Mormon church that did not allow for polygamy. This is after 1904. However, he was born into a family of polygamists. So again, not adding wives, but not dissolving wives, right? So his family was committed to keeping their polygamous lifestyle a secret uh, and Rulon was not allowed to have the family name. He was known as Rulon Jennings until he was a teenager so that people didn't know that they were all part of the same family. And they were raised within the what I would call the mainstream LDS church, um, the, the one that has renounced polygamy to the point where Rulon actually does a mission the way that, you know, Even current LDS people will do. Uh, He went to the UK from 1930 to 1932, prior to World War II. And upon returning home from his mission, his father introduced him to Joseph Musser's fundamentalist beliefs. Because this is right around the time that the Kingstons are breaking off. Joseph Musser has started to work with both the Kingstons and the group that breaks off at Short Creek. Uh, And in 1940, influenced by these beliefs, Joseph Smith took his first plural wife. Now, you might be wondering, history-wise, why is he not potentially in the army at this point or about to join the army? Uh, Largely because he opposed violence, (laughs) sort of. Uh, But also, they're not necessarily, they're kind of still off the grid a little bit. Not like the way we would think of people off the grid today, but they're not participating in mainstream society he has already kind of moved away now not completely because he is an accountant at this time he has his own accounting practice uh and because he owns his business he's able to kind of argue that he shouldn't have to go to war because he owns his business and that would basically mean the death of his business so he doesn't go to war uh from what we can tell so Uh, But in 1940, influenced by these polygamous beliefs, he takes his first plural wife. Uh, Unfortunately, his OG wife, Zola Brown, didn't know about it and wasn't super down. She was not on board. And also, she was prominent in the mainstream LDS church because she was the great-granddaughter of Brigham Young. And so she basically is like, go fuck yourself, uh, we are no longer married, and they live separately. He she does not join him for the rest. Like this second, this plural wife becomes essentially, effectively, his first wife as far as everyone else kind of knows. Um, but he moves to northern Idaho in the 1940s, where he moves his accounting business as well. And if you recall, uh, as I do what is in Northern Idaho in the 90s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Northern Idaho becomes a hotbed for white supremacist sovereign citizens. And this actually does start earlier than 70s, 80s, 90s. People start kind of this vibe a little bit earlier. Not quite this early, but he's there as it's kind of building because he lives there into the 80s. So he's exposed to a little bit of... Very, very strict and secluded commune living in northern Idaho.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a real. uh, How do I say this? I have very recently started dreaming about getting a cabin out in the middle of nowhere and uh, seeding from society and not being part of it. And what I think is so funny is that the moment you start diving into it, uh, you basically find out that anyone else who does that is a fucking insane person. Um, Very few people buy a cabin secluded out in the woods and try to start a new life. It's all people who are like white supremacists, uh, polygamists, and then uh, the occasional Unabomber. Um, We're an interesting group of people, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I think I've settled on wanting to have a cabin so that I can go there when I need some time away, but not living there full time. Mm. Um, I think that has to be my, my cabin life. I don't think I could fully do it all the time.
0: I think pull out from every relationship, stop using any technology, go to the cabin in the middle of the woods and slowly become angrier and angrier at technology. I think that's my viewpoint
1: that's yours yeah mm.
0: get a typewriter yeah that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. clock parts um,
1: <laughs> well I ordered I okay this is I think I talked about this I don't know if I talked about this on this or, or just horror virgin romancing the pod it's supposed to come in like a couple weeks uh, I have a an ADHD essentially typewriter uh, like a fancy one that like doesn't connect to the internet or whatever but you write on it And then you press a button and it uploads to the cloud, which then allows you to edit on your actual computer. But the goal is to like remove distractions as you write. And I'm like, yeah, it's battery powered. It doesn't need the internet. I could take it up to a crazy cabin whenever I want. Uh, I'm very excited for it to finally arrive at my home. It's been like two years. I don't know. I
0: disagree. When when I'm talking about cabin lifestyle and hating technology, I just want to say you can't have your cake and eat it too. Sorry, you can't eat your cake and have it too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's so. a deep
0: cut Kaczynski joke, baby. <laughs> that was for one guy out there who his family should check on now. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, in 1984, Rulin Jeff closes his accounting firm uh, and he decides to move closer to Leroy Johnson. Uh, because he and Leroy Johnson had been corresponding for many, 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 many years. In fact, potentially literal decades. Uh, so he moves to Hilldale, Utah. Uh, now, Hilldale, Utah is a border town. Uh, it borders Colorado City, Arizona. So Short Creek, Arizona is kind of nearby as well. So that's kind of the area where all these people are living until they solidify where their commune's going to be. We'll get to that in later episodes. Now, he moves there. And all of the information I could find from multiple sources says that Rulon Jeffs and Leroy Johnson were incredibly close friends for basically up until Johnson's death in 86. Uh, so they had been friends long enough that Jeffs was the chosen successor to take over the group that Leroy Johnson had built and led for decades alongside some of uh, Leroy Johnson's other like second and third in command who stay on until Jeff's death later. Uh, but that's where we'll pick up next week.
0: Oof. So we are just starting the multiverse of uh, Mormonism here. We've learned about all the different types of groups that uh, <laughs> just around at the time. God, this is... um fascinating stuff Mm -hmm. uh i i i guess i just i don't know i growing up i only knew uh, well that's not true every place i ever went to had one huge giant mormon family um Mm -hmm. and they always they were i think we've made this joke in the past they were like the colons where they just stuck with themselves and didn't really talk to other people uh and I just assumed that all Mormons were from the same church. I also, to be fair, assumed that all Christians and all Catholics were just in the same. I didn't know that there was different subsects of any of this shit growing up. Um, and that they could apparently be so
1: very different uh, from each other. I mean, this any religion ever has offshoots and differences in belief. This is just the most extreme version of that, right? Of people being like, not only do we not agree with you, but we're going to physically move (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we don't agree with you about this one part of our belief. Yeah. So, Well,
0: that part's not hard to understand because I watched a million comedians move from Los Angeles to Austin because they couldn't say hateful words anymore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: My favorite are the ones that have moved back. Like I, I won't blow up this person's spot, but like somebody moved relatively recently, and then one of my friends went to go visit. And was like, yeah, they say the strike's gonna be over any day, and he was like, oh shit, how soon do you think I can move back? <laughs> like he was like, I regret this immediately. <laughs> it was really funny.
0: Just hit that fucking undo button, baby. Go back. Yep. um well hell yeah hey if you liked this episode and uh you want to know what um what what my version of mormonism is uh surprise it's one that doesn't require any church um and you can have all the stuff like caffeine uh and basically no polygamy really it's just we just get the magic underwear. That's it. That's the only thing that my religion is. Is it's just a bunch of magic underwear, okay. um, and honestly, now that I think about it, it's more of a meundy subscription than it is a religion.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Beautiful. if you want to, if you want to find out more about that, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Mondo Does Stuff. M A N D O Does Stuff, all one word, and that's TikTok, Twitter. Um... <sighs> x because twitter is technically property of Colt podcast now um instagram (laughs) twitch all that good stuff you know what it is go ahead and follow me Uh, i have a bunch of shows coming up here Uh, i will be visiting minneapolis minnesota for, uh, for December.
1: Minnesota.
0: And I uh, hopefully we will have some shows out there and that'll be really fun and I can't wait for it and I can't wait to see you and I love you and good night and good luck and goodbye forever. Mwah.
1: Hey everybody. Uh, it's your girl Paige. If you like my voice you can hear it on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. And if you want to see what I'm cooking over the next week follow me on Instagram
0: <laughs> at <laughs> Rampage
1: Wesley. Uh, also on TikTok at Rampage Wesley or on uh, X, formerly Twitter, now owned by Colt Podcast uh, <laughs> at Paige Wesley. And
0: if you want to follow our show, you can on Instagram, which is not yet owned by Colt Podcast um, at Colt Podcast.
1: Or on X, because we own Twitter, Colt mm-hmm. Podcast Show. Uh, or you can send us an email
0: to Show at gmail.com
1: Or if you want to send us a diorama of e40 guest starring on sesame street you could send that to three seven five six west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 like Like the shining shining los angeles california 90065
0: can i tell you really quick about this obsession that i have uh started having which is uh lego sets Okay. of terrible moments in history
1: <laughs> wait are these custom made or are you like oh buying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: they're they're lego sets that people have built of like the most recent one i saw and i'll send it to you is the jfk assassination of course
1: of course i'm sure this is how this started yes it's
0: built completely with lego <laughs> and it's uh so fucking funny and i cannot stop looking at it
1: Uh, Do you know about the Mormon Legos that build various temples and buildings from Mormon history that you order? Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Let me find the name of those. Somebody sent these to me. (sighs) That Uh, sucks. It's they're not by Lego. It's it's um, Brickham Young. (laughs) Brick. Oh, my God. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: That's so Stupid.
1: Oh, there's also Brick of Mormon. Hmm. No, Brickham Salty, Young is like as simple Bricks.
0: As much as I hate it, Brickam Young is clearly the better name.
1: Yeah, Brick'em Young is a hilarious name. Yeah, Book of Mormon figurine set. Oh. <laughs> it's my only God. Four, oh, they're sold out. Oh jeez. But yeah, uh Brick'em Young. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for for all of those who sent that to me on Instagram and whatnot. Thank you.
0: Yeah. My next get is I'm going to get the Manson murders, but the Lego set.
1: Oh, do they have one? No,
0: of course they don't have one page, but I'm going to make it. But I'm going to fucking make oh. it.
1: Dark, dark, mm-hmm. dark. I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink anything with alcohol in it, because we're talking about Mormons for the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Yeah.